Hey guys! Hey! Hey y'all, what's it's up? It's the Link Up! Raina, Jasmine, and Lauren, it's the Link Up back again. The podcast created for the melanated millennials maneuvering our way through life. Uh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I just feel like it's been so long. It has it's been. It's been a very long time. And when I say it's been like a long time, I mean it's been like one month. <laughs> but I mean, it feels friends. like a long time, it feels like right? A really long time. It really it feels does. Like a year. It really does. But I think too the way that this year is going, so much is happening so quickly. Yes. That like a month feels like a year. A very long time. Like yeah. so much has changed and happened since the last time we were behind these mics. This girl has braids. She has braids. <laughs> she is me. I am she. The thing about Jazz when braids. she gets her, her hair, it's never at a normal length. Y'all know the first episode where I tell y'all Jazz's hair was to her knees. Yeah. Her braids are too. Yeah. <laughs> braids are not to my knees, but they are, are they to, to her knees. They're to her knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my sis has 45 inches. Oh my God. <laughs> but they look great. I love them. No, she looks bomb. Guys, I'm thinking I'm going to just play them for the summer. Okay. Yeah. I haven't had braids prior to this. Maybe, I don't know. It, has, it was like 10 years ago since the last time I got braids because. It takes so long. Child. I don't have patience. <laughs> Black hair care. Always serious. something serious. It's but always Always something serious. Shout out to my braider. She's fire. I've referred so many people to her already. Ronnie. She's fire. So yes. Yeah. And her hair looks her. awesome. Yes. Thanks so much, guys. Well, I hope everyone's doing well. We're entering the latter half of this year. It's summertime. How did that Ooh. happen? Honestly, this 19. year is flying by. I can't take it. I don't it. know like, what's going on. This is crazy, y'all. Yeah. Y'all were just here celebrating my birthday in January. We were just here recording our first podcast. Exactly. The launch party was yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was yesterday. Now like, we're here. We're six months into it. It's wow. crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. Guys been good. That's fire. Now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast. Our BBWA moment, guys. Being black in white America. And as you guys know, this moment is sponsored by our ancestors. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you remembered this time, Jazz. She plays. Because <laughs> she's been playing. playing. We're going to lose our sponsorship playing, messing with Jasmine. No. Okay, <laughs> ancestors are about to drop us. Drop us, okay. I really had to think about it very hard this time. So okay, I'm proud, of I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Appreciate Guys, it. I'll take this one. So I'll talk about a bachelorette trip that I recently went on with my less melanated friends. <laughs> so, less melanated. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we were going to Gulf Shores and we get there and it's a great time. I love when I meet up with my friends. We always um, make the best of it. But y'all know how whenever we're getting ready, we always listen to music and it like helps us get in the mood, it helps us get dressed and we're getting ready to go. Well, we were listening to music and I noticed, I think it was Drake playing. And I swear I never realized Drake's song had nigga in it that many times. <laughs> but Ooh. this is what happened, right? And so I know my friends. I know my friends know that it's inappropriate to sing it, say it, think it, whatever. They know mm -hmm. not to do that. Yeah. The problem is, I don't know my friends' friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the friends' friends are also less melanated. Yes. No melon. Okay. <laughs> no melon. Okay. Okay. None. Um, and so I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, Drake is saying nigga. 
I'm like, what if they think it's okay for them to sing the lyrics? Right. What if they think it's okay for them to say nigga? Because in their mind, I'm trying to think about how they would be thinking. Right. It's in the song. I didn't say it about anybody. <laughs> it's in the song. I'm not calling you that. I'm not calling you that. I'm not saying it in a derogatory manner. And so You I, say it. Yeah. It, there you go. That part. And so Oof. I felt myself developing this anxiety because I'm like, okay, because if they say it, I got to say something. Right. Yeah. Even if it's in the song, if you say it, something will be said. Yeah. Right. And so right. now I'm like, okay, if they sing it now, I got to say something. Then I got to try to make sure that the mood is still there because it's my friend's bachelorette trip. I don't want to ruin it. And then they going to start crying. And then I'm going to be, you know, the bully. <laughs> angry I'm, black. I'm the angry black woman. <laughs> and victim. so I noticed that every time a rap song came, I turned it. Baby, we was listening to Ariana Grande, and um, I think a few Miley Cyrus songs were like in between, sprinkled in between. You kept it safe. I, I kept it safe yes. because I, y'all, I was sweating getting ready. I feel you. Yeah. And it, it is crazy that we have to experience stuff like that. But it's mm -hmm. like because I don't know how comfortable you feel, and you don't ever need to be that comfortable ever. Yeah, y'all, it was hard. I've caught myself at parties looking. Who gonna mouth me? Who's gonna say it? <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> You better not. <laughs> I've done it so many times. I've been like, I, I, I see dare you, you over there. I, I dare see you. With your um, off-whites on, you think you're looking cool. And you feeling you, yourself. You feeling yourself. You feel like you're down with the people, but you're not the people. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> you are not the people. And I'm watching you. That is the message. Yeah. <laughs> you are not the people. So don't you ever. Don't. I don't care if you hear me say it, my friends say it, we're comfortable with it. Don't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> remember that Wayne song? Don't da -da 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 -da. Ever I get, get too comfortable. comfortable. Yeah, that's the message. That's it. Y'all, it was hard. I'm not even kidding. I was so stressed out. I feel you in that moment, though, because it, it becomes a lot larger than you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And at that point, you become... I got the representative at this point, for I'm, the culture. For the whole culture. For the whole culture. The people culture. are on my back right now. So it's now. like, if you go there, then I... Have to have go to. there, have and to. especially so. because catching them off guard like that. Like if I go there, you hopefully will never do that again because you will remember this experience and how you yes. were like, oh, I thought it was good, and I shut it down. Yeah, it needs to be um, an unforgettable experience, so you don't do it again. And exactly. you tell your friends about because it. everybody's not gonna be as nice as me, right? You caught right. these words; it could be someone else's hands. Oh, it's true. Wow. Mm. <laughs> but then too, like worried about. How the mood will be affected yeah, after? Yeah, because I love like, my friend. I don't want her to dang. be uncomfortable, and it, it just could have been a thing. But then, even if that would have happened, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't. I'm it a wasn't victim. Your fault. Mm -hmm. Pull their card. There we go. <laughs> I am the victim. Okay. Pull their card. <laughs> Plot twist. Plot twist. So <laughs> well, I think you did the right thing by changing the song. Mm -hmm. Songs. Maybe. Songs. Yeah. And hopefully, they like seven rings mm -hmm. and i'm sure you know you were still a great aux dj a safe one safe one <laughs> very safe <laughs> thinking about the culture i love it well so good i mean you ready to time. get into the topic yeah yeah let's get into a topic i'm excited about this topic yeah mm -hmm. i feel like it's pretty on trend yeah um with what the focus has been for a lot of people, especially millennials in our culture. For sure. Mm -hmm. And the topic is, guys, peace of mind is the real bag. Ooh, it is. Let's talk about mental health. Yes. Mental health. 
mental health to me is such an important topic, especially for like our community, mm-hmm. because let's be real, we're late to the game. We're late to the game at recognizing late mental to the, health. The party's almost over. The party, okay. Sure. <laughs> Seriously, like I feel like white people have addressed mental health since the beginning of time. I have white friends in high school that were going to therapists, and I'm looking at them like, what is a therapist? <laughs> I've only I had seen that in on high a school movie. say they had anxiety. I was like, you have what? You have what? Yeah. I've never heard of that. And it's put us at a disadvantage that we yes. haven't been on the up and up. I mean, we see it on TV with Kanye West every other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see it in so many different lights, both negative and positive. Like there's a lot of people, you know, out here with platforms that are promoting awareness, like Charlemagne, yeah. Taraji P. I appreciate those people because they have put it on a platform we are, you know, becoming more aware. Mm-hmm. For sure, definitely chipping away at the stigma. And like you said, our non-melanated counterparts have been on this journey, right? Yeah. But when you really think about our community, our mental health issues run really deep. Very deep. Really deep. I mean, I'm talking deep, like slavery deep. Yeah. Yeah. Slavery deep, poverty deep. I don't think people realize the oppression. Yeah. The decades and decades of oppression that our community has experienced and are still experiencing and how that has contributed to generational mental illness. Mm-hmm. And Which so, is why we should have been the first to the table, not the yeah, last. Exactly. And it, we hear body referred to as the cycle. Yeah. It's not the yeah. <laughs> That is why there is a cycle. Right, right, <laughs> right. And it's, it's interesting because I heard someone say that they believe that all black people should go to therapy. I second that. Mm-hmm. Because of just what we carry, you know, yeah. obviously generationally, but also what we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Just, you know, we make light of our BBWA moments, but with that comes stress, comes yeah. anxiety. You're mm-hmm. just talking about the anxiety that you experience. And of course, it's, you know, it's not a very heightened level in that moment, but right. it's still something that you're having to carry yeah. and process and work through. And so you multiply that moment by a million you know, we're thinking about all of the BBWA moments that we have experienced and are experiencing. It's like that definitely contributes to our mental health on top of whatever else, you know, let's not talk about all of the other systemic issues that we work through. And so I think that, like you were saying, Raina, it is very unfortunate that we have not been at the mental health table from the beginning of time yeah, right. when we really needed it. You know, mm-hmm. there's PTSD associated with being black in America. Yeah. I have friends, uh, family that have suffered from real serious mental issues, never dealt with it, and then has suffered greatly. I mean, suffered greatly to where they needed to be hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And it was difficult for the families to accept it because, you know, black people, we always want to take it to the church. Like, oh, the devil done got him. Pray about it. He didn't pray hard enough. Mm -hmm. The devil got him. Like, we got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But... No. It's more need, than just praying about than, it. Because yeah. You also have to pray for you him. You pray about it. Definitely. But you right. have to do the work to get yourself to a better mental space as well. And that's the piece that's left off. Yeah. And, you know, I deal with a lot of um, women and a lot of children in what I do. And it's heartbreaking to see women who so 
obviously are struggling with mental issues mm -hmm. and they bring children into the world. Those children develop those same mental issues. I've had cases with people, I'll look, if, they've, if they're in the system, I'll look their parents up, their parents have been in the system as yeah. well. And just the mindset that comes with that and the trauma that has not been healed. And instead of healing whatever traumas they've gone through, they just keep going and keep going and keep going and having, and they have children and then their children experience those same traumas. Yeah. And it's like never getting past that because you haven't worked on it. For sure, for sure. And yeah, I think, you know, when you think about mental health through the lens of our community, we are a pretty religious community. Yeah, and, um, definitely. It, it, it's, it's always been definitely, you know, pray about it. And you definitely should. And I'm going to be the first to say, take it all to God. Yeah. And I think that because of the attention and focus on mental health recently, you now see a lot of churches bolstering their counseling programs. Right. And so churches are now recognizing as well that counseling is, is, is also very important as you know, I feel like they have in the past, you know, have always done that. But I think that the focus has definitely allowed churches to want to um, heighten that aspect of their ministry, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and taking it a little bit, bit beyond, okay, pray about it and walk away from it. Right. Whereas now it's like, let's pray about it, but let's also work through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and also just combining practical measures with yeah. spiritual measures, you know. And so, yeah, I, I, I do think that we're playing catch up a little bit in that area. But the good thing is the focus is here now. Mm -hmm. Right. The focus is here now. And I, I, I think that it's very important that we continue the conversation. And, and you mentioned like influencers like Charlemagne and Taraji and just a number of other um, influencers in our generation who are really bringing light to this. And that's what they say. Keep mm -hmm. the conversation going. Right. It's yeah. the conversations that are bringing light to mm -hmm. this very issue. And if I talk about it, you talk about it. Oh, you right. have a therapist? Oh, I do too. Oh, mm -hmm. my friend also does. And it's like, it's not a thing anymore. It's right. not a stigma. It's not a stigmatized yeah. mm -hmm. as much. And I also want to emphasize that sometimes you don't even realize that you may be suffering from some sort of mental trauma. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm not in a mental institution, so I must not be suffering from mental illness. That's right. not true. I mean, I was actually at a training recently for trauma because I deal with a lot of trauma at my job and they were talking about secondhand trauma. It's something that you can experience that you don't even realize that you're experiencing. If you are starting to feel a little bit sad at work, maybe a little bit disassociated, don't feel like being as social anymore. All of these are cues that you may be suffering from something more serious than, oh, I think I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. That's very easy to be going through a lot, not only in your job, but in your life. And then all of a sudden I'm feeling so tired. All of a sudden I'm so tired. It's not because you need some sleep. Maybe it's because you need some help with your mental. Yeah. Maybe I need to go talk to somebody. Maybe mm -hmm. I need to go to a therapist or do whatever it is that can get you back on board. But we do need to look at those small things because you know, let's get a ahead of the problem and not make it a larger problem. I think the turning point, right, in being able to treat mental illness is to recognize the source of, of where the compromise is coming from. You have to be able to recognize what is contributing to the compromise of your mental health. Yeah. And um, 
for example, this lady that I was talking to, she's very, very successful in the city and comes from a very successful family, also in New Orleans, and grew up in a two-parent home. Again, like I said, parents are very successful, didn't grow up um, with poverty issues or low-income issues at all, went to the best high schools, college, etc. And she started going to therapy post her divorce. And she realized through her therapy sessions that she had rejection issues. And it wasn't from her divorce, but it was actually from childhood. And her therapist identified that she had not only rejection issues, but abandonment issues because her parents were so busy that as a child, she didn't feel prioritized as a child should. So she, she suffered with abandonment issues. And as she details to the therapist, just some issues that she started having in her adulthood, they connected it back to this abandonment issue. And she's like, wait, huh? Like I grew up in this right. great home, right. you know, like, what do you mean? I have trauma associated right. with the house that I grew up in. Like yeah. my father is this person, my mom is this person. Mm-hmm. They gave me the best in every way, but because they were working so much, she suffered with abandonment issues and that expressed itself in a multitude of different ways. And so she didn't even know that that was a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't even know that that was the root of some stress. That was the root of some of the issues that she suffered with in her prior marriage and friendships and all those different things. Yeah. And so I bring that up to say it's very important to be able to identify the source of, of, of where your stress and your anxiety and depression and low self-esteem and all of the other mental health issues and maybe some deeper. Where is it coming from? Right. You can't treat the problem without knowing the problem or knowing why there is a problem. And I guess that is what going to therapy and all of those great things, that is what those exercises do. Absolutely. Right. And I agree with that. I think if we try to find the source of what is maybe not necessarily making us depressed, but like taking us away from our peace of mind, then we can try to fix that issue. Mm -hmm. I know for myself personally, I found myself, you know, I I wasn't as centered as I wanted to be. And I was like, what's going on with me? Like, why am I in this? I'm kind of, I'm not depressed, but I'm just not happy as as, as I usually am. And I realized, I, I found the source of what it was. And I realized that I was focusing so much on the wrongs that were done to me by someone or by a group of people that I was so focused on them getting their karma like yeah I'm, I'm waiting for y'all to get y'all lick back basically mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much energy I was putting towards that and I didn't realize that the energy that I was putting towards that that negative energy wanting to see something happen because of the things that they've done um how it was negatively affecting me kind of yeah. like you get what you mm-hmm. give type of thing yeah. yeah and so even though I'm wanting the per these people or person to get what they've given to me I've also, when putting that out there, was giving myself a lot of negative energy. Mm -hmm. And I realized that's time that I was wasting doing that. That was time that I could have given to myself to better what I have going on to focus on my future. I know what God has planned for me. And I know my purpose is not worrying about what God has planned for somebody else because that ain't my business. Yeah. You know, and so I found myself kind of being taken away from my peace. And once I realized the source of it, I knew what to do about it. And Mm -hmm. I was let go and let God. And it sounds so 
like, you know, cliche people say that, but you genuinely have to do that so real. and live it and, and know that it's going to be okay because the only person you need to be worrying about is yourself and your purpose. Yeah. How did you come to that realization? Like, what did you do to get there? I noticed that when I would see things happening to people, I would get a small, and, and this is just, I mean, I'm human. This is just me admitting my flaw. I yeah. would get a small sense of joy from that. Mm -hmm. And that small sense of joy would then lead long-term. It would make me feel good. Right. So it's like, I, mm -hmm. I have like a few seconds of joy, but then I'm like, why is this, why is this on me? You know, yeah. this like this cloud over me. Yeah. And I was able to just through a series of things, realize that that's what it was, you know, discussing with my mom and, she, and, and I'm like, okay, this is, the, this is the source of why I'm not feeling as centered as I should. Mm -hmm. And so what I did, was I worked on I mean I just practiced that I'm like whenever I started thinking things like oh I can't wait for this to happen I'm like I don't care if it happened did you find that you had to actually forgive those people in order to be able to achieve that mental separation or not seeking that type of karma for me it wasn't necessarily a forgiveness type thing but it was a uh, because in that sense, I don't think that I really cared that much. But it was just kind of like when you've seen someone that has done some messed up shit to you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, now you see how now you starting to see seeds that you've sown. Mm -hmm. It's just the kind of feeling like, oh, OK, you getting your look back and moving on. But still, that small mm -hmm. sense of joy that I got from that was long term negative. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 Definitely. yeah. I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Because I, I just, you know, in hearing your story and then in thinking about other experiences that I've heard, it's like sometimes those things are rooted in unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times because maybe that person hasn't forgiven the other person, mm -hmm. they harbor and still carry around that hurt and that pain and they mm -hmm. express it that way. You know, yeah. and so in thinking about that I was just thinking, you know, I, I was wondering whether if it was associated with that because then it, it made me think about how like forgiveness is really not for the other person but yeah. it's for for yourself it's for your for you for sure for and you. it could definitely be rooted sure. in that my mm -hmm. mom actually recently gave me a book by Yana Van Zandt called Forgiveness and I'm working through it so I'll let y'all know when I'm done that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah. how, yeah. how many of you guys tried therapy I, I haven't yet but I, I want to yeah I have yeah. not and I think that you know what would be cool to do for our listeners is for us to actually go to a therapy session and to process that not just for ourselves rather but also to be able to come back and to detail our, ex our experience for some of our listeners who may be thinking about therapy or mm -hmm. contemplating therapy but may be a little intimidated by it still you know and, and obviously to be able to do the work on us mm -hmm. you know and yeah. I think that that would be great to do there's a website that I know, and I actually am just pulling up right now. It's called Therapy for Black Girls. Yes. It's for us. Yeah. Helping you find a therapist. Because sometimes you want to talk to someone who looks like you. Not everybody does, but sometimes maybe initially that'll just help you with feel your more start, feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And they help you find therapists in your area that look like you. So you search your city, and they connect you with different people, and then you can see if you have health insurance, if they'll take it, That's or cool. if you're out of network oh, yeah. or whatever. Raina dropped their website one time? Therapyforblackgirls.com. Nice. Yeah. I've known people who have utilized it and have found wonderful therapists. One of my friends actually um, is doing it right now, and she has just been connected with a therapist, and she's going to her first session um, next nice. week. 
And so I'm trying to see how hers goes because then I maybe, you know, she can recommend her to me and then maybe I'll do my first uh, therapy session. Um, But I know that the the website was started by a licensed psychiatrist in the state of Georgia. And I believe her name is Dr. Joy. Yeah, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford. And she recognized this need to help us connect with other people for our mental health that look like us. And she started this amazing website. So I utilize it. I know lots of people that do. If you don't know about it, go on there. You know, you might find something. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, Yeah. that's fire. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about being able to go through this experience with you guys, too. And that's another thing. You know, for some people, there's still a stigma around therapy. And maybe if you found a friend to go through it with, you know, yeah. maybe that may make it less stigmatizing. No, seriously. Or no, it would. But um, that always, may break some of the stigma. Yeah. And I always say, like, check on your friends. You yeah. Know, you yeah. never know what they're going through. One of my best friends works in this industry and she's a counselor and she is always seeing stuff every day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, check on people. Let them know it's okay to talk about it because yeah. you don't want to harbor anything and then grow into something that we can't stop or now were you know really struggling to get a hold of it when yeah. we could have figured it out figured out the root and dealt with the situation when it was smaller Definitely. no I agree with that Definitely. and I think I like I said I deal with a lot of women in my line of work and I don't think we realize the burden that is on all black women really mm-hmm. and the different traumas that we experience daily and so when talking with a lot of um, my clients it just opened my eyes to the fact that there is a lot of hurt there's a lot of hurt out there. A lot of brokenness. Mm-hmm. A lot of untreated, I guess, illnesses, you know, I in agree. a sense. But mm-hmm. just, we we are heavy. Mm-hmm. We are heavy. Black women are tired. Mm-hmm. We are exhausted. We mm-hmm. are carrying our weight. We are carrying the weight of our black men, the weight of our black children. The world. We to- are carrying the weight of the world. And so just that alone, outside of the personal situations mm-hmm. that each of us all may have, but just as a black woman, there's a lot. Why do you think that there are certain diseases that run a lot more rampant amongst black women mm-hmm. than other races and other genders? Like we, we're carrying a lot. Yeah, so it's check okay on your sisters. We are carrying a lot. and. Just to switch gears a little bit outside of therapy, what are some ways that you find that you maintain your peace? You know, I I know that all three of us have very demanding jobs and demanding lives and we're all striving for more and wanting to be the best that we can be. And that can be a lot. That can be a lot. That also is very heavy just as a millennial professional. And how do you find that you maintain your peace? I know, you know, Raina, you work in a very, very heavy environment. Yeah dealing with domestic abuse, victims, and the like. So when you go home, what does that decompression time look like? I watch a lot of trash reality TV. Yes. <laughs> that is for me. Yes. That is just for me. I just want to go home and have a good laugh or watch Real Housewives and see people live these like fun, lavish lives and go on trips and stuff. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Whenever we're at a bar or something, reality TV charades, you want me on your team. <laughs> Okay, I'm about to take us home. I'm about to get the free shots for the group because I'm going to know every single question 
frontwards, backwards. I got you. That's so that's so me, funny. And right I now. love it. Because I do that same thing to decompress. I yeah. and I try I've tried to explain that to people and they don't get it. Yeah. I'm like, you don't understand what trash reality TV does for my soul. <laughs> it's like it's crazy. It's the light. But in other my than heart. Yeah. But other than uh, reality TV, and I know I say this all the time, but I meditate yeah. every morning. I try to do it every morning. It helps me get centered. It helps me go through so many different things, like unfazed and able to mm -hmm. go back to my peace. If somebody does something that kind of gets me off, it's like, okay, think about it, pray about it, and I'm back. Yeah. 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 So I feel like mine is traveling. And I recently went on a vacation to the Bahamas. And prior to that, I was just moving around a lot. Like if it wasn't work, then it was the mentorship program or serving at church, going to Angola, doing this, doing that, family, whatever. It was just so much. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how suffocated I was. Yeah. Ooh. In a sense. Yeah. I can't lie. And so when we got there, I just started breathing. And I was like, wow, I'm breathing. Like, yeah. <laughs> This feels a little bit different. And I, I realized that prior to that, I really wasn't breathing well, you know, mm -hmm. and that I think just comes from overloading my plate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Way mm -hmm. that I've, I've just always been like that. I've, I've always been the person to just take on a million things, which I love. And I'm so thankful to God for all the opportunities that he has been bringing my way. But I, I really, if I could be honest, I haven't really mastered the self-care thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. None and, of know, us have. I, I know. I, I, I finish we work, work at 8 p.m. And then, you know, I might go to the coffee shop and still work till 10, 11. So I'm getting home. having Like, you know, just yeah. the rigmarole of the daily life. I really haven't mastered that. Okay, let me take this time to decompress cause, because I'm always like there's always something that I could be working on. And I end up doing that or choosing that. And so I'm really trying to work on that now like just really trying to prioritize me in a way that um i'm still serving all of the things that are on my plate but serving me in a way that is oh yeah more and that's sustaining. the most important oh, yeah. how can you you know give your best to others if you don't have your best yeah. you know and then you're serving crumbs yeah. right if i'm serving yeah. from a place of not wholeness or if my cup yeah. is not full then yeah. i'm right. serving from yeah. an empty cup how a vacation can pull you up. Listen, Ooh, I am a new person. That is. But yeah, understanding where, and I think we've talked about this before on another episode, but really understanding how to get back to you, you know, in moments of, of just being overwhelmed and saturated with this and that or that person, whatever, like that is essential to maintaining your peace, you know, mm -hmm. in addition to getting professional, seeking professional help rather, but on a day-to-day -day basis, you have to learn how can you maintain your peace. Right. But for real, go to God. Yeah. Spend your time with God. For me, I've, I've realized that that's the heartbeat of maintaining my peace. Not just praying, but like having real quality time with God. And when I'm doing that, when I'm starting my day with him and ending my day with him, the middle portion of my day looks a lot different, feels a lot different than when I'm not. So Definitely go to therapy and do all those great things and all, watch your trash reality TV. Do all that. But meditation. Also, meditation. Because you plan with meditation, I'm not playing with no. meditation. We I love meditation. And I, every time, time I try I do it, Lauren, I promise. And I never yeah. do it, but I really am going to try. <laughs> I've always said since I was a kid, like, I'm going to do my best and I'll let God do the rest. Yeah. And so that's like 
what I need to do. You know, you do your best. You try to take the time that you need, vacation, trash TV, everything, and yeah. then you give it to God. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. So, yeah, maintaining peace, peace of mind is the real bag. The Secure real that. Woo! Secure yes. that. Talking about securing bags. If you secure the bag without securing the piece, that bag is poison it's, at that point. Right? It is poison. Like, oh. Now it's time for our shine sis moment. Hey, hey, hey. hey sis. Who we got this time? This time we have Dr. Jess, y'all. I don't know if you guys have seen dr jess on instagram on the breakfast club she was recently on cnn she is killing it um, as it relates to the awareness of mental health and wellness and bringing that into the light in our community she received her medical degree from cornell medical college and right now she's completing this residency training program in new york but most notably, she was featured on VH1. Um, the name of the show was In Session Live with Dr. Jess, where, where she did a live therapy session with Charlemagne. Hmm. And yes. it was it was amazing. And so it kind of gives that insight, you know, the same thing that we were talking about, being able to go to therapy and then provide insight to others about what that therapy session looks like. She did that live on TV. That's cool. And it was so so cool and that was brave of Charlemagne to be yeah. like you know what I'm gonna let it all out definitely I like that definitely. though because it's like yeah. I'm a advocate for this I want to bring awareness to it so I'm gonna put it out there for everybody to see mm-hmm. and so I want you to encourage you to do it right yeah, definitely and then mm-hmm. she also goes live on a weekly basis where she addresses a particular mental health issue and so she gives her professional opinion about it but Nonetheless, she is just really using her platform to reduce the stigma around mental illness. I love that. And it is just, it's phenomenal. I've, I've tuned into a few of her live sessions and just even from, from the live session, mm-hmm. I, was, I was on the other side of the screen like, oh, yeah. okay. Feeling better, feeling, feeling more self-love, feeling more confident, feeling more at peace, mm-hmm. you know? And so just wanted to shout out Dr. Jess. She's Ooh. also married to one of my good friends, Law. Shout out to Law from New Orleans. Hey. So, um, yeah, shout out to Dr. Jess. Keep shining. Keep bringing light to this very important issue. We need you. The culture needs you. Yes. Yes. So thank do. you. Shine, sis. Thank Shine, you. Sis. Shine, sis. Hey. So oh, now yeah. it's time for brunch. Hey, hey. Yeah, I hey. need a mimosa. I need a Bloody about. Mary. <laughs> another mimosa. You know, it's Saturday. We're about to have a good time. And the yeah. weather is beautiful. In these Brooklyn streets. In these BK streets. Time to get in the BK streets, y'all. See y'all, we'll see y'all later. later. Bye. Bye. Bye.